This is the Ryder and Lisa podcast. Brought to you by Yegg Property Pros. Powered by Real Broker. Get a realtor who knows. Call the pros. Lisa should be back tomorrow, if not by next week for sure. She is feeling it, though. She is uh, not not well in the head or body. <laughs> um, I want to talk about this. How would you feel about being proposed to with a ring that was someone else's? Like, came from a divorce. Well, is the ring nice? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm just checking. I, uh... I have a buddy who's in quite a predicament, so I was I said I'd find out for him. I'd say do it. If it's a good deal and the ring's nice, get it. Nobody needs to know it was from a divorce. Uh, but. Okay, but, like, you don't want to get it and then not tell the person when they ask, and then you start your relationship with a lie. Well, tell them not to ask how you got it. Just be like, and you don't want to know how I got this ring. No, then or, they'll think you're in a gang. That's... <laughs> I appreciate that, though. 780-784-7107. What do you think on this one? I'll break down the exact uh, stats because they may play a factor in your opinion. $20,000 was the the ring's cost upon purchase. So probably if you were to sell it used, I mean, is it about half for diamond rings? My guess would be a little less than that. So on the street, it's probably worth... I don't know, seven, eight grand would be my guess. And he's had it offered to him for $2,000 from a disgruntled woman who is going through a divorce. She just wants to get rid of the thing. Two grand, he could turn around and sell it for seven or eight, but like to buy a new, it would be $20,000. Where are we at with this? Could he buy it, sell it, then take that money to go get a new seven or $8,000 ring, maybe. Haven't thought about that until now that I'm just rambling. Uh, but would like your opinion on this one as well. Would you be okay being proposed to with a ring that came from a divorce? The text line is uh, is lively, to say the least. I liked Heather's comment. She said, honestly, younger me would probably not take the used ring, not appreciate it. Older me who pays the bills now definitely would. Chris says, buy it, new to him, good investment at least, if he decides not to uh, not to give it and to sell it instead. That's a good point. Would that offend the divorced person that sold it to him at a discounted rate if all of a sudden she sees that he proposed with a completely different ring? I don't know. So many questions. What do you think? So until I heard the whole story, I thought maybe it was a ring from a previous divorce of his, and I was like, oh, hell no. But when he said that he's buying it secondhand, there's no problem with that. Yeah, it came from somebody else's divorce, not his. What I was thinking was he said it was mainly the rock that was worth the money. So one of my suggestions to him was to just get the rock removed and get it placed on a new ring. Then it's not the same ring. Then it's not the same ring. Yeah, that is also an option, but I don't think it's the fact that it came from a, a divorcee is a problem. Do you think part of it is, though, usually when someone's being proposed to, they've kind of let it be known subtly what kind of ring they'd prefer? Uh, yes, I actually pointed out the ring I wanted if my husband proposed and my mother took him to the store and pointed it out. <laughs> um. Very obvious, okay? <laughs> So if he um, if he showed up with like a completely different one, um, I would I would still accept it because that was his what he felt I would like. Okay, and that was his token of his love. 
Okay, great. I like that. Thank you for the call. No problem. Cheers. Hey, Ryder and Camille. Hey, what do you think? I'm a logical person. Is it a good-looking ring? Does it match what she's looking for? Because if so, it's a good deal. If he's known as a thrifty guy, why not? Hey, babe, I got a fantastic deal on this thing. It is so you. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I love. Let me guess. Are you in sales? Actually, I'm not. I'm a... I'm a fix-it guy. I love solving problems. You could absolutely sell a car to somebody without a license if that attitude. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Ryder. You guys are awesome. I love it. Hey, thanks so much. Have a great day. You bet. Billie Eilish says that when she changed her hairstyle, like, it changed everything. Her quote was, 2019, that period in my life when I dyed my hair green, I was completely unstoppable. I felt like I was on the moon, and I remember at the time being like, I'm finally happy. But then I went to the blonde hair in about 2021. Her quote continues, I came up with this whole aesthetic and I just got swallowed up in it. Then she returned to black hair with red roots and she feels good now. Like, what? Is that actually a thing? I mean, I, I've been out of the game too long. You know, I'm bald. I wonder if all of a sudden I had just poof, a full head of hair. If I would just be strutting around. Hair guy. That's what everybody would call me. Hey, hair guy. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised with uh, with Randy's text. It says, when I started balding and first saw the big bald spot, it crushed my self-esteem. The day I shaved my head and realized I had a decent-shaped head to be a bald man, my self-confidence shot through the roof. I feel like maybe I just shut that out. I should see a therapist to see if I'm hanging on to some of that. I'm just pretending that I was completely fine balding. That couldn't have been the case. Uh, Dez hit us up as well and said uh, when she lost her hair to the big C, she felt unattractive, not herself, quiet, just not her anymore. People think it's silly to think about hair like that, but it is part of our identity. I suppose that's true. Sometimes I'll like grow a mustache just to have feelings, you know. <laughs> I found something absolutely ridiculous. I love this guy so much. It's the There I Ruined It YouTube channel. His last project was... He made a bro country song for what people who hate country probably think bro country sounds like. Truck, jeans, beer, girl, creep boots, truck, tan legs, train dog, beer, Dixie cup. Got a beer in my beer and a Chevy in my truck. Got a dog at the wheel, cut off jeans, truck, dirt road, back road, beer, moonlight, red, white, and blue, girl, Friday night. Like, I would absolutely party in a small town at some bush party somewhere to that song. My, my favorite part is, beer in my beer and Chevy in my truck. Today I put together my favorite seven features in a song. It's a big job. You imagine if, like, one of the heaviest hitters in the music industry was like, hey, listen, we want you to drop, like, a verse on this track. And then they show it to you and you're like, oh, my God, this song rules. How cool would that moment be? So uh, let's count them down. At number seven, we got a mill from Jay-Z's Can I Get A? I always crank this up. Get it up, I put it down. Hey, Tommy Papa. Huh. I got the snapper. Let it loose, then I lock you. Pull the juice, then I got you. When you produce a rock, I let you meet mama and introduce you to Papa Ma. Remains in a Gucci name. Never test my patience, sweetie. I'm high maintenance. High class. If you ain't rolling, bypass. Uh. If you ain't holding, I... 
So good. At number six. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. Exactly, like they forgot about trade. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. Exactly, like they forgot about trade. Coming in at number five, these are my favorite seven song features. I feel like this this is the newest one to the list. It's a hit song right now. Post Malone's verse in Noah Kahan's Dial Drunk. Tremendous. Drinks pouring, couldn't stop it. Turning up a slow dance into a mosh pit. Put my head and I earned a lock in. Told him that my first car was a crown pit. Talking about last time I was in the back of a cop car. I fell in love. Hit my face on the car window. Try to sober back up and loosen my cars. And it's all Amazing song without him, absolute hit song with Post Malone's feature in there. And that's what this can do. All right, moving on. We're at number four. Pharrell Williams throws down and drop it like it's hot. I'm a nice dude with some nice dreams. See these ice cubes, see these ice creams. Eligible bachelor, million dollar bow. That's whiter than what's spilling down your throat. A phantom, exterior like fish eggs. The interior like suicide wrist red. I can exercise you. This could be your fizz ad. Cheat on your man, man. That's how you get a his ad. Ugh, he just keeps going, too. At number three, this is from my favorite song of all time. It's uh, the remix of Diamonds from Sierra Leone, Jay-Z's feature in it. What's up with you and Jay, man? Are y'all okay, man? Yep. I got it from here, yeah, damn. Chain remains, the gang is intact. Uh-huh. The name is mine, I'll take blame for that. The pressure's on, but guess who ain't gonna crack? <laughs> Pardon me, I had to laugh at that. At number two, I got Snoop and nothing but a G thing. Pulling back on that ass, what a hell of a gangster lane. Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard green. It's the capital S-O-S oppression, double O-P, D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G, you see? And that was tight. That could have been number one for sure. But in my opinion... The number one feature in a song of all time as we count down the top seven features. Nicki Minaj, Monster, from the uh, Kanye track. First things first, I'll eat your brain. Then I'ma start rocking gold teeth and fangs. Cause that's what a motherfucker monster do. He addressed her from Milan, that's the monster do. Monster just a beat heel, that's the monster show. Young money is the roster and a monster crow. And I'm all up, all up, all up in the bank with a funny face. And if I'm fake, I ain't know this cause my money ain't. Are you a big fan of Christmas movies? You could get paid for watching them. There is a job to help you get into the holiday spirit for sure. CableTV.com is looking to fill its, quote, chief of cheer position. So you get paid $2,500 to watch 25 Christmas movies in 25 days. Mm. So you'll be asked to rate the films on nostalgia, heartwarming storytelling, and holiday cheer. Anyone 18 or older can apply through December 1st. I just picture like a Grinch watching these and like rating them all wrong just to screw everybody's Christmas. Uh, that's funny. Some special guests in studio. Very good friends of uh, both Lisa and myself, Brittany and Mike. And they uh, just did like one of the coolest things ever. I, I find it's hard to find reasons to get together with friends that don't revolve around drinking, to be perfectly honest. Uh, this is one of the examples of something really cool 
that uh, had nothing to do with drinking. I mean, maybe one of the challenges did, but uh, you guys did a Friends Survivor. So, Brittany, just break down what Friends Survivor was. 22 of us, 22 good friends. We play slow pitch together. Some of us play soccer together and then some new people. And uh, we had this survivor master named Charlotte. That's her real name, but we always just called her Jeff. She (laughs) coordinated this whole WhatsApp survivor for all of us for starting June 5th. And it went on for five months where we connected weekly for a challenge, typically went from Monday to Friday. And it was usually alternating a physical and a mental challenge. And then every weekend we'd have to vote someone out. So build alliances exactly like Survivor you watch. And we just closed it up last week. Okay. And we'll get to who won that in a minute. Uh, Some of the things that you did were like, like you said, mental. So like puzzles, things like that. Uh, There were a lot of physical challenges. Mike, you said that you guys put in a lot of steps. Yeah. So uh, one of the challenges was when we were still in two tribes, you had to get as many steps as you could every day. The total between the two tribes was 1.3 million steps. And then the difference between the two tribes at the end of that was a thousand steps. My tribe lost. Brit's tribe won that one. By 1,000. By 1,000 steps. That would have been so frustrating after putting in 1.3 million steps. I know. I was like, if I just walked out of my room and down the down the hallway a couple, a couple more of, times. Yeah, no kidding, eh? Uh, that is so cool. So you guys would meet. Uh, mainly, this was done online, but you did have some challenges where you'd get together, like you did a marathon where every participant was running 2.5K, and then you tag the next person on your team. So was it every, what, every week somebody would get voted off? Yeah, every week. Was there drama? Because, like, I did, like, a little mini version of this over COVID, and when I got voted out, I had, like, a good friend of mine say, you got nothing to worry about. He lied to my face. And I, like, I actually had beef with him for a couple days. I've gotten over it now. It's been years. Uh, was there some drama when you'd vote people out? Sadly, I think so. Even though you try to just make sure it's a game, these are, you know, really good friends of ours and we love all of them. So it was really hard. And to try to be strategic, you had to vote out really strong physical players typically. And that means some people, you know, that we really loved had to go. Okay. <laughs> so, like, almost friendship ending drama potentially there was a few of us left at the end and we were actually at this guy's house sorry connor for our <laughs> fantasy hockey draft and two of us are in the room with him saying no nah, man you're all good and then while we're sitting there the votes start rolling out through tribal council because it's all through whatsapp so we're okay. all just sitting on our phone watching them come through and it's like first vote connor second vote connor third, and it just runs through the list and he's just silent and we're like all right we Better wrap up the fantasy draft. Get, <laughs> get out, out of here. here. So this guy can have a meltdown on his own. <laughs> okay, so there is some drama. Heads up with that. But uh, one of the really cool parts you said was just how active you were because of this. Like just added activity in the week. Uh, what were some of the other stuff that you did? Like you said, meditating. There was a yoga challenge. Yep, yoga challenge with poses that uh, like on one arm, things I didn't know people that I was friends with, their bodies could get into those positions. It was so impressive. And they did it, hey? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Awesome. So lots of yoga. There was, yeah, lots of physical activity. Some The relay race was probably the best, meeting at the hill 
in person and, and kind of doing the run together. That was a really nice way to connect and, and be active. And lunges, one of the girls who made it to the final, she did 655 lunges. <laughs> oh, my God. Mike did 32. Yeah. I've, I've always been really sad that I haven't had a butt. Uh, that is all I would have to do is one week of that. and It would be popping. Uh, so once again, this is Friends Survivor we're talking about. It wasn't like televised or any of that. If you're just joining the show, just good friends of ours, uh, Brittany and Mike, talking about their experience. And Well, congratulations to you who won it all. Thank you. A thousand dollars. Congratulations. Yep. Are you uh, spoiling yourself with that money? Oh, it's gone. The, the... <laughs> Bills. <laughs> <laughs> so the I had an alliance with four or five people kind of really strong throughout from the pretty close to the start. Uh, so I couldn't have got there without them being, you know, part of my team. And so two of them were in the final with me. And then uh, Jen was also in the final four with us. Uh, so I gave $100 to each of them. Yeah. Helping me. Yeah, yeah. There. And then I donated the rest just to three causes that are really close to me. Alzheimer's yeah, yeah. Alberta and uh, Mental Health Foundation of Alberta. And then couple no-kill cat rescues and there was uh, also like another some other charity angles involved throughout the process of this friend survivor as well mm-hmm. so it kind of i mean i it feels to me like it hit for the cycle like it, it had friendship getting together with people the sober good time for an adult which is kind of tough to find sometimes yeah. and uh and a charity angle as well if you want more information on friend survivor we can get it to you uh you do need a good Jeff, though, right? Like the Survivor Master to run everything and come up with all the games. And it would take a pretty organized person to do that part. Oh, yeah. Jeff is vital. (laughs) Excited to be talking with Dale, the owner of Jeff's Auto Glass. Tell us about your new location. New location, but we're in the same building complex. Just moved four doors down into a new bay. So we're at uh, 15015, 118th Avenue now. And why'd you make the move? So basically with all of the new cars, with uh, lane departure, adaptive cruise, and forward collision alert, when you do a windshield, you have to calibrate that windshield. It's actually not the windshield being calibrated, it's the camera. That's actually the reason why we moved to the bigger location, is so that we can... uh, make sure that those windshields get calibrated properly uh, before a customer leaves. And you guys have been in business quite some time. Yeah, we've been in business since uh, 1983. How can people get a hold of you, and where can they find you? Well, you can get a hold of us at uh, online at uh, Jeff's Auto Glass in Edmonton, or you can give the shop a call at 780-451-5727. You can get quotes either way, and uh, our location is 15015 118th Avenue. The Ryder and Lisa Podcast. Brought to you by Yegg Property Pros. Powered by Real Broker. Get a realtor who knows. Call the pros. Play 107.